Hey, it's Mike from the High Hash Rate Podcast. Just want to take a brief moment here and thank Fountain.fm for really helping us grow our podcast. I mean, this has been a, a fun ride. We're very thankful for all of our listeners. And if you found us through Fountain, uh, which is likely the case, because that's where most of our traffic comes from. What a cool model, right? Podcasting 2.0. But if you are not listening to High Hash Rate on Fountain.fm, we highly recommend it. You can stream sats to your favorite podcasts. You can also create clips and even stack sats by listening to your favorite podcasts. It's that easy. So if you're not a fountain, head on down and download fountain.fm today and start listening and stacking them sats. To, to return to what I talked to you about responsibility is these people want the price exposure without the responsibility goes with self-custody is, is the problem as I see it is right you know they want Bitcoin without all the hassle that goes with Bitcoin they want Bitcoin to be easy to be mixed Bitcoin you know that comes with a nice happy meal with a the toy and the the coke and the you know the, the fries all packaged up right and and that is not Bitcoin it's just not the way it works like the response the value is the responsibility hey everybody this is the high hash rate podcast I'm Mike and I'm Dan. And this podcast is just two plebs getting high and talking about Bitcoin, life, and the absurdity of the fiat world. Our guests don't necessarily get high with us, and you don't have to either. But it helps. Yeah, we were just talking about um, how... The injustices of yeah, some American people, sports. Yeah, I go speak at a, at a Bitcoin conference and... Sometimes some of the conferences make you pay for your own ticket, even when you're a speaker. Uh, Mike was talking about that having a parallel in the film industry, but I was about to bring up that in the Super Bowl, the halftime performer isn't paid. It's like the most watched, um, you know, event televised event in the world, um, and they actually have to pay for their own production to do the Super Bowl halftime show. But um, well, they all I, do I, it because it's actually so beneficial, such a good economic decision, and there's like data that backs it up that it's uh i'm not saying that you know every opportunity where you got to pay your own way is such a good economic decision but <laughs> sometimes it works well out. i just want to interject and say this is the only time i've ever heard of anything remote like this for a bitcoin conference and, and uh, maybe we should yeah. delete the segment because we don't want to sow the seed oh, right? call you know, like, basically you had to you <laughs> had to gonna for, be, like, everyone's gonna pay pay to speak you yeah, had to right. pay for a conference that you spoke at you had to pay to go there and what the and everything that we're speaking about makes me think uh, about how the off the the cost of transportation to get to these places has been off put to the to the you know basically the user or the the talent. It's the a talent. kind of interesting model. It just made me think of it. Everybody wants a oh, platform. It's, it's not that uncommon, you know. I find. I mean, like you know, fuck when I was touring around you know uh, with the band stuff like that was the big one of like like if you're doing a tour of america and the american band like no one's really gonna pay for you to your gas to drive to the first thing right you know it comes out of the cost of doing the shows but it's like if you want to jump on this tour for new zealand well, we're not going to pay like you know six thousand dollars or something for your tickets so that you can come it's like right. it's on you you know to get there so so in some senses it, it makes sense but but um but but did that but, yeah, trend change over time so didn't did the cost of putting a, a band on tour did that get off put onto the actual band itself over time? Like I feel like the early musicians probably touring musicians probably had their stuff paid for, no? 
Or is it I always been like this way? Heavily uh, dependent uh, on like who is your manager, how well you can bullshit. Because like the thing with music is it's totally subjective, right? You know, like how do you judge like say how much bigger it doesn't he's not a random orbit of agent was like Michael Jackson is then Metallica, let's say, for example. Right? You could do things like record sales or concert sales, but like really it's you know, it's it's hard to quantify. You can't really quantify it, right? And I've seen plenty of examples in their worlds of like the guy who demands more, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Um, so it's right. a matter of like just shrewd negotiation, I think is a lot of it, right? You know, yeah, like and also, all, you know, you think how like you sell a, it. The uh, if you if they're paying for everything and they're uh, taking you everywhere, it's a good chance. Like, there's a lot of artists, a lot of musicians, whatever that they had a shitty deal with the manager or a record label, and they are, you know, the record label's paying for them to go everywhere, but they're not making any money or as much money as they should be off of their own art off their own music right yeah. the record label the manager's taking it all um so it's just a lot like, of that well that too it's like too. merchandise and and like you know like so you know the guys I, I don't know many musicians that are like that level of fame but I know a couple and one of them a friend of mine like them I think maybe it's different now because this is like man like 10 12 years ago when, when this went down but the biggest financial decision he made this whole thing was getting sponsored by this, this energy drink called like, um, it's called like Demon Energy Drink or something, I think. And uh, like they paid some ridiculous amount of money to put his name on the cans, right? You know, just more than like you would make out of concerts or t-shirts or anything like that. So it's like, and you see the same like rap rappers, right? Totally all about this, right? Like, you know, sell your name to some like clothing label or some shit like that. It's more you're ever going to make out of music. It's the merchandising. And I definitely see, I don't know enough about athletes but athletes seems to be exactly the same thing to me of like you know like you make more out of like doing shit with nike or whatever then yeah know, i think uh, gonna travis, make... i think the rapper travis scott here in the united states probably made more uh off of his uh burger his special burger at mcdonald's they did a promotion like last then he made off his like multi-platinum album like Astro World, like a, a platinum album right but he made more off of oh this this is an interesting McDonald's topic to to go into about how the the thing corrupts because of fiat like right. it turns into like we were talking about last week but we should sort of intro or get into like a yeah, brief gonna, something yeah, was, yeah, as in you know take I it away segue I, and say i go that, all uh, the way on this topic if you want man so <laughs> no yeah. i'm glad I, i'm glad you do yeah i'm glad we well, went off first, the yeah, i'll introduce our guest we're talking to rigel um and you know speaking of music speaking of uh you mentioned touring with the band didn't you just get done recently uh touring europe with your band uh, just one show in a festival just one show? Okay. Was, yeah was, was like was that your first show in a while festival uh well, no we played actually played here in tijuana in mexico in um december last year that was the first one in a while, like three years or yeah because covid obviously made it pretty much impossible so um so yeah but that was the first one after that so um so yeah, no. That was, what's the uh, yeah? What's the background of that? What's the band that you're in? Like how how long have you guys been playing <laughs> on and off? So uh, it's called Diocletian, like the Roman Emperor Diocletian, and it's uh, horrible detrimental music that your mother would love. Um, maybe would be the best way to describe it. Um, but um, uh, yeah, so I joined. Interesting story. So I had my other band, which I've been playing since I was like 17 years old, um, and. If I do say so myself, we're a little bit ahead of our time. Uh, like we toured around like 
uh, Europe, uh, a little bit of the States, New Zealand, Australia, quite a lot of major and stuff. But um, we kind of, we split. And then the band that I joined, I don't think would be ashamed to say, like they kind of borrowed very heavily off like what we did with our first couple of albums. But it just was a, a later on and that was became quite popular later on. So it's kind of ironic of like, I've only been with this band for, since 2018 but it kind of feels like i have been for a lot longer because it's kind of like spiritually inspired let's put it that way by like a lot of just kind of horrible stuff so what 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 is it i just want to ask what is it like to come back to playing with a band that you haven't played with in a long i was gonna time? say how, how do you guys Dude, practice yeah. that was that was pretty crazy because i mean like you know the longest i'd gone without playing an instrument since the age of like 17 would would have been like two weeks or something and that was three years where I didn't even have a guitar. Never, and especially because I'm like singer and in the band, right? Um, you know, like I was like, I've got no idea how this is going to go at all. Like, this could be like really, really bad. Like, I've just never taken this kind of break. So, um, so no, but it all worked out fine. But I mean, as far as the logistics goes, um, no, I mean, like most bands do that nowadays where, um, you know, most of the guys I know, like they don't live in the same town, you know, they're, they're somewhere else and they're not band practice and driving and unpacking the drums and playing the repacking, you know, like it's just, no, no one's got the time for that shit anymore with, you know, computers and pro dolls and shit like that nowadays. So, Plus you're, so you're a nomad, people, you don't have a garage to play in. Ex- exactly. I mean, like, dude, my guitar is in like a storage unit that I've pulled out like a week or something before I go and play and then it just sits there because I just start lugging around this ridiculous thing. We grew up. But uh, yeah, no, mostly you just like record it to a click track and then play to that track and if everyone's playing the same click track then you're all rehearsed to the same thing and like generally you know we we have like rehearsal the day before sort of thing uh just to make sure you know iron out any kinks but um but yeah i mean like me you know i ended up playing like three years and like i said i was really worried and but just you know i'm gonna say perfect but pretty much perfect you know what i mean so so i think once you got it, it you got it right you know right how, how did you satisfied that the itch to you know, like you hadn't played in two weeks was like the longest uh time you'd gone you play you play, played air guitar you like playing guitar with sticks like did you do any nah, did, did you did, uh, did you find any other outlet i guess is my real question well okay here's where we're gonna get really profound here i think bitcoin is the the, oh, this, the okay. outlet you know like where um if you re- if you want to draw me on this, like if you, uh, it's like COVID was a fucking really good example of this, right? You know, if that had been like the seventies, you know, there would have been like warehouse concerts going on everywhere, people of whatever persuasion, pro or against, uh, you know, restrictions would have been like demonstrating through music. And what was the reaction from almost everyone? It's like, hey guys, can we all just like have the vaccine so we can get back and we can start playing shows and we can not be broke again? You know, it was it, it's so it's 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 cultural relevance is like something which can impact society, which is like a, a to make a real meaningful statement. Like that block was gone in the nineties somewhere, I think, right? So I think like I really do think like maybe obviously I'm somewhat biased, but I really do think like Bitcoin or maybe you want to frame like cryptocurrency um, is um, you know kind of really where that energy is at now. So I really do think that that's really yeah. Because yeah. everything else is like so cucked by. I mean, just look at the politics, right? You know, there's so much bullshit PC stuff and music. Like, you know, I play one of the most like extreme crazy out there. You know, when I was growing up, listening to this band called Cannibal Corpse for songs called like Strip Raped and Strangled. And there's people who went through the exact same thing who are like work complaining about people misgendering people. And I'm just like, 
what are you doing here, man? You know, like if you want to play some nice music, I, I get it, you know, but I mean, like this is meant to be purposely offensive, right? It's the whole thing of this. It's like this horrible music, the whole point of the, the imagery, the lyrics is like, make it as offensive as possible because you're pushing people's buttons, like musically and lyrically, right? But it's that's where it's at now. It's, 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 it's yeah. unbelievable, right? You know, so I think yeah. when you're there, it's lost its way, right? You know, right. It was, um, the COVID is a good example, right? Uh, the, the, the flexing of the muscles of the state around the world. And I think that there's the certain level of that, uh, state flexing, right. At all, all the time. But that was like the culmination of everybody, you know, the state's working together. Um, and it, the only outlet literally, you know, or I guess not literally, but was, well, like you said, it was like Bitcoin crypto. It was, I can opt out. Um, I have an escape valve. And then at the same time, so this 2020, 2021 cycle, this bull market, this is where, and you've been in Bitcoin in a lot longer than I have, and maybe you can confirm that or deny this, but this, I, this Bitcoin maximalism, this like almost religion, this, uh, occult, whatever you want to call it, laser eyed cult, um, in Bitcoin kind of emerged, right? It wasn't this culty religious type connection, um, prior to the 2021 cycle. I mean, I think like it, it kind of, it kind of was, I mean, but it was just like smaller. It didn't like catch on the way that I, you know, it's hard to trace, but I think it was like kind of clubhouse that really kind of blew it out. And, you know, I really think the reason is, is that like Bitcoin maximalism is just a way more steel man set of narratives and like rules, led, you know, legends, just whatever you have with anything else, right? Like you won't find anyone who's a ripple maximalist who has all the steel man dances that have been sold by everyone else and like distributed as a community to everyone else, right? You know, where you get a lot of new people on Bitcoin and that, you know, they'll, they'll go to some party and they have all these answers. And if you really, if you get someone that actually really knows the stuff and will draw them on it, they'll just go NPC face because actually this is all like copy live line off some podcast or something. But nevertheless, that is a very powerful idea, right? This is like, if you look at say Christianity or, or Islam, you know, that's how it won is like, most people really didn't understand the scriptures, but they like had some right. very effective sounding like sound bites to, to throw right. around. You had like right. the cl- you had the clergy who understood it and digested it and shared it, and they were just kind of repeating those uh, those chants or those uh, uh, memes. You know, ritual yeah memes. memes right exactly. Um, and you have like like you know so the reason I I made this connection in the first place was you um, gave a speech about Bitcoin being a religious phenomenon, um, which we've talked about to varying degrees on the show multiple times. Um, so I, I definitely agree with that. Um, however, you, and you mentioned this in your speech and maybe you can elaborate. It's, there is a, there's a lot of pushback, especially from certain people in the Bitcoin community. Uh, most of the people who are, you know, identify as atheists, right? Like they kind of really don't like to, to hear that connection or that, uh, comparison made. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I, I kind of feel like it's the opposite. Like there's a hell of a lot of like, benefits right strong christian influence in the space which to me feels oh. weird right you know yeah, but right if you look at it through the lens of what i just talked about i think it makes a lot of sense but um but yeah i mean like like what you know in that talk i kind of talked about things like what is religion really i mean if you could place for the moment to the side the idea that god you know whatever your god is may not exist and just look at this objectively secularly what it is right like 
religion's just a social technology for for organizing people around some common um, ideas, and they talked about these in the talk. They are um, kind of um, uh, social connectedness, so the need, need to feel connected to other people in the pursuit of some higher cause, like meaning making. You know, a, a, a set of rules or or guidelines to make sense of the world that like we're not just born and then we die is like there's some reason for us existing um guidelines for moral action meaning like clarity that this there are clear things that are good and that are bad that are not able to be argued or you know these are objectively true <clears throat> that allow us to like create the framework of like um some some values and some some systems for our society and the last one is um what did i call it um the um creating the sacred amongst faith so the idea that like the world we live in is blasphemous or is not like the ultimate, you know, end and that like we must, right. the purpose of religion is to make the world better, to make the world in the, in the image right. of God, right? And so all these things like the natural human desires, needs, but also like very clearly if you look at history, people that did these things beat the people that did not do them. So like right. religion right. is just a, like it's a better a social... It's a social meme or a tool or a technology, right? You know, right. So, so I think like it makes sense that like if Bitcoin is going to win, and I'm not just saying like versus other cryptocurrencies. I mean, like if it's going to like beat out governments and people are going to stick mm -hmm. to this idea, you know, truth it's be thin. I mean, it's it's got to be like like Jesus with the Romans, right? You know, these people yeah. who are just so devoted to this idea where they'll they'll die for it. So you need that that kind of thing. So so to me, like like saying like feels uneasy right you know and, and like religion as i talked about and think has a lot of downsides and like people doing stupid doubt shit in the name of religion sure. right but it's pretty clear like what the religious versus non-religious people the religious people generally win right you know right. and so it's, i think it, and uh, i wouldn't necessarily attribute that to to perhaps there being god just the idea that this is like right. a more cohesive social technology right yeah yeah it's um i think the it's not that you're having this irrational uh, faith uh, in something that doesn't exist or that you're trusting, you know, some story. It's the, the benefits come from, it's kind of like the, the foundation of your society or your culture, right. Is, um, in a lot of places, you know, in the West it's based on Christianity and the certain parts of the world's based on Islam. And it's like the social consensus about what the values are, what you, how you value human life, how you value family, how you value your neighbor, um, you, just your society around you. It's everybody who shares those cultural backgrounds. You just kind of immediately know how they think roughly uh, when you see them. It's not a guessing game. And some of them, you know, like in the like the Pharisees, like this super hypocrite, you know, following the letter of the law. If you do anything outside what the white paper says, that is, uh, you know, blasphemy, right? Like it's people just take it way too far to one extreme. But generally speaking, you're right. Like the 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 groups that have that strong um, connection, yeah, I mean, have, have succeeded I mean, over time and spread and kind of dominated and taken over other cultures and, and consumed them. I mean, I, I feel like um, religion, and you know, again, if you <clears throat> place aside the idea of there being God or not, if you think about it through that lens, so like I think it's it's perhaps something which is more necessary for dumb people and smart people, really, in terms of like. I don't think that you need this to be able to obtain all the advantages, right? But it's just a simple, reliable system. Um, like, right. like you know, like say for example, marriage is don't is overthink it, another right? one, right? 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, like like marriage works and like the traditional family system works, right? And like, do I think that that everyone must follow that in this anyway? No, of course not. But like, right. it's undeniable that that works, and for most people, that's that the answer. Right. And so like, if you have that, if that's your part of your society, it's going to be more functional than someone else. When you get large groups of people, generally who are going to be in the middle of the bell curve, right? You know, so so right. same 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 idea with that. I think. I think yeah, it's similar to, you know. I'm not bashing people either way, but like the gender debate, right? It's like people have known for thousands of years, the gender is this, you can look at it as kind of a spectrum and people are not all masculine, feminine, right? But for 90% of people, just not getting bogged down in gender questions and identity questions is like beneficial. You find a role, you stick to it, you follow that, it's generally going to make your life easier. If you're really talented, like Prince or something, like you can like Dennis Rodman, you can wear dresses, you can be a gender bender. Um, but if you're not, you're just an average person. It's probably going to make your life kind of more of a struggle. So yeah, yeah, think yeah. about what you really value, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the whole issue that we have tonight, right? Is I think like generally, if you want to go against the grain with that, it's your life. Like you see, the life is not going to be easy, right? Right. It's not 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 and not easy. Like thinking that you're a woman when you're born with a body of man, or right. like vice versa, right? You know. And I think the problem is more that like people are imposing or feel they have this like um, this rights to impose that like on someone else, and it's like, man, if you really want to do that and and you want to go to that road, like I salute you, but it's it's right. your it's your choice and it's your you know your your driver. And, and there's all this all I can about is it is this by choice or is it by biology, you know, whatever. But right. it's the same same idea. Like you know, some people are born without one arm, right? Like. What are you going to do? You're going to cry. You're going to make it everyone else's problem. Right. You, you know, you you dealt the hands you dealt with, and like you know, it's so and it's so so. I think it's yeah, a little bit a little bit like that. Yeah, and it it, it the the kind of the debate around everything, not just this particular issue, uh, and it comes down to trying to to write laws or trying to demand some official recognition of of you or of, of your ideas, and that you, you keep expanding on that, and it's you get to the point where history is recorded by the victors and the victors, you know, they record it in the language that they, they want to use. They record it in the legal terms, the definitions that they want to set. So everybody's competing their religion, their culture, their identity, everything ultimately to somehow influence what is recorded about their time in history. Cause unless you're really great, like Alexander the great or Napoleon, right? Like you're not going to be most likely named in the books for anything specific, but your participation in that culture will influence how it's written, who wins, etc. And if you look at the ways that history is recorded, one of the most um, accurate records, right, is um, money. You're you're seeing what people valued at any given point in time in history, and based on what they valued, how they spent it, how they took care of that capital. Um, it's everybody's just trying to to make it somehow into writing that human history, mm. and it's like, yeah, it's, he, yeah. Here's where I differ on this, okay. right? And I think it comes back to this religion thing. Is I think what you're saying is true today in Western society, but it has not been true forever. Um, certainly not been true in other cultures. And the reason sure. it's true in our society is that, like, we more or less have a materialism has replaced religion. And I think people didn't mm. have that same 
imperative in the past because they believed if I did, good, did, did the right thing, I'm going to heaven and I'm, I'm a little cog in, in the wheels of, of God's plan. And so even though if my name is not in the history books, uh, there's better things waiting for me in the afterlife, right? You know. So I think what you're saying is true, but that's also somewhat of a reflection of the world we live in today and, right. and is somewhat of a result of like a lack of religion or something to replace sure. it, like a meaning-making structure, right? Right. I guess religion kind of gives you that that sense that uh, you are, there's something bigger than you and that you are living somehow to live up to that bigger purpose. It's not all about me today. Um, it gives me something to, you know, maybe, and maybe if I'm going back to my trend or my interpretation of it, it's if I do the right things, I, you know, I will live on through his, my legacy can perhaps uh, live on longer than me. And that's how I will be remembered right in history is being a good person or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, uh, you know, kind of a lot of what you were saying was like the louder or the, that the more likes your life had, right. It's like your measure, your metric. And, and I think like that, like under in a religious system, it's, it's not quite as where it's slightly more, um, complex than what you just yeah. outlined there but, sure. but i mean yeah. yeah i mean exactly it's, it's just saying it's like it's the meaning making component right it's like for most people to 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 kind of grok and hold in their brain that like my life means nothing i'm like this infinite speck in this tiny part of the universe you know which which anything i do in my life is really going to affect the greater space around me not going to be anything you know we're just these apes on this rock in the middle of nowhere, no matter if you are, if you are Alexander, the, the great you know, chances are the history book that you recorded and will be lost before some of the civilization comes here. We put up in a fiery demise or something like that from the sun. You know what I mean? But for most people to, to think that like, it's just too, too intense. Right. You know? So they need some, some other way to, to kind of uh, comprehend the world that they live in. Religion provides that. So, so I think it's that too, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, one of the other, you know, negative side effects of, of religion is like the, you know, the false prophets or the, uh, you know, the, the really rich preacher who's just like siphoning money off his followers, taking donations, um, which you've got that kind of in this industry too, right? You got SBF, you got CZ, you got all these guys, they're all going down. Well, this, right? this, well, this, Wall Street this, just this took out their competition for money laundering. So all the U.S. banks definitely now. some of the Bitcoin space too, I think. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I'd rather not uh, name names, but uh, right. you know, it's something I think that a lot of people don't want to. You know, well, if you, go on, if you go on Twitter enough, you'll, you, there's no uh, lack of accusations being thrown around. <laughs> true, 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 true. No, I... I yeah, I want to hop in here with uh, something you made me think about. What <clears throat> what's the connection, or where does fiat fit in with religion? Where do you well, think? this is an interesting topic that I'm uh, currently um, kind of working out for next year. I think I'm going to try and this year I I did like three talks. I was going to do four, but just too much to like write them. And my plan was always like, hey, I want to do something completely different thing and it to be like really good and to put a lot of effort to it and like man it's just it's very hard to do that where, where did you year, do I the three where did you do the three uh talks this past year uh, so pizza day in prague um uh bixi prague and um honey badger and i was going to do um adopting bitcoin but i just ended up not following through because just too 
too much on my plate to to the everybody else. Did they have enough speakers with your absence? I mean, not too big. <laughs> I think I think they were fine. You know, I think I think they were panicking, you know, from the China. But uh, to come back to the fiat thing, yeah. Um, so kind of, I talked about this in a talk, kind of adjacent to it, but kind of about it. A talk that I gave in Pizza Day, which didn't end up getting recorded, which I'm actually glad that didn't get recorded because. That means I can just repurpose this talk <laughs> next year after a whole new thing because I thought it was a very good um, premise and one that people don't talk about a lot that speaks fan. So, like at the moment, I'm reading this um, guy, this book, which I think is a very important book uh, for Bitcoin that I've heard almost no one talk about. You know, I've mentioned to a few people and I've only come across like one or two people that have even heard of this book. It's called a Tools for Conviviality by a guy called Ivan Ilsich or Ivan Elitschrodt. Oh, no yeah. I said to say his name correctly. Yeah. But, um, but uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a very interesting book where it talks about like the problem that we have uh, with uh, in our society is our relationship to technology, right? And when he says technology or what he calls tools, um, you know, they can be like a, a tool, like a hammer or, you know, tower drill or something. But it covers things all the way to like social institutions or like a factory is a tool. Um, the system of going is a tool, right? Anything that we as humans create and use as a job to get things done. So money is, is of course, a tool. Um, and and I, the, the way he defines it is like there are tools and there are systems. And that the real problem with our world today is that we see, we treat technologies as a system rather than a tool. So like a tool, a system is like a recipe, right? Where you follow the steps, someone writes you a, instruction manual you follow the steps and what pops out the other end is a nice cookie cutter saying uh, with a consistent output at the end right and we like that in our culture because we want the greatest number of things produced at the minimum amount of um, uh, cost right you know like outputs is how we measure success predictability right predictability yeah yeah consistency all these kind of things right but what he talked about is is that that kind of dehumanizes us right and that it removes our um our agency or our like connection to be able to do these things right we are well, automatrons being used by these systems in this world right whereas a tool uh sorry uh, um, yeah tool as opposed to a system is a technology that you must learn to use and to wield right um like an instrument would be a good example of this right like if you have a guitar you're gonna do pretty what's gonna come out of the guitar is gonna be pretty shit unless you learn not just to like master it but also to express yourself through it right if you're a really competent player, but all you do is like covers and or copy some guy, right? You're never going to be a great derivative. People are never going to, yeah, exactly. And people aren't going to like love it because you know there's no you, there's no soul in there, right? You know, and to to master a tool, you must learn to 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 express yourself and to put yourself in it, right? And so you know the problem with our um, when it comes to money, the problem with with money is that the fiat system is a system, right? It's something where we want a consistent output and it's become popular because, you know, governments and economies use it to get a consistent output. And it's something that you have no agency over, you have no control in. You know, you, you can perhaps choose, you know, from a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a choice when it's not really a choice. Um, you know what I'm, and, you know, like a, you can choose these number of banks, but it's all in the US dollar and they're all more or less the same mm-hmm. thing. You have this illusion of choice, right? Yeah. Well, Bitcoin is is a tool, right? It's something where it's because of protocol, you can interpret that, you can use it within the rules of the protocol, 
in any number of ways. You can express yourself through it, right? You know, like there's a number of uh, wallets and, and um, projects. And even if you look at something like, for example, Lightning, I think this is an example of this, right? Where yeah. someone took like, took uh, Bitcoin and they created a new thing on top of it, right? Now, that would be impossible if we, that was Chase Bank, right? You, know, you couldn't just right. say, hey, I've got a cool idea and built it out. I mean, maybe you join Chase Bank and you kiss the right ass and climb to the top, right? You infiltrate the system, go to the top of the system, but it's not a tool, right? And so this is a completely different philosophy about our relationship with um, technology, and it has some profound uh, implications for our society, right? And there's a reason why we, we like systems, right? You know, we like consistent outputs, and that it's not like totally a wrong idea, but our society has totally lost touch with the idea of tools. And I think Bitcoin is a return to that idea of like the idea of the tool of something which you must learn to master and you must express right. yourself in. You know, I mean, the most obvious thing about Bitcoin is like, if you don't understand the technology, you don't learn to use it, you're beholden to what finance, Coinbase, yep. yep. whatever it gives you, right? But you can just go write your own wallet that does all this stuff. You're not, you know, if you want to invest yourself in it, right? So, I mean, I think um, that would be how I would answer your question would be that, yeah. um, you know, Bitcoin is a, is if it's different to fiat as that is a tool and not a system and that allows conviviality right. which is human beings to express themselves and interrelate right. and connect with others and it's like peer-to-peer -peer thing it's not just like this in the bitcoin cash you're, it's, it's communicating you're like communicating people uh, to people right yeah. and all systems want to divorce ourselves from community right and it's the idea of like you know in the old days if you had a problem with the guy next door that was making a bit too much noise you would go over and knock on his door and say there or you would get together with other people in the community and you would say hey let's work this out but now that's like illegal to go and knock on some guy's door right. and try and solve it you, you must call the police right the state so you call can't even state. yeah you don't even know the guy on the other side of that that lives in the apartment next to you right because you can't interface with them all these systems exist to atomize people and to keep us separated and to yeah. prevent that could be in human relationship i think like bitcoin is a tool that potentially could return some of that stuff. Right. To, uh, to back to my uh, point that I was making uh, earlier about um, showing up in history, show like being remembered, being heard. Right. Like, so if you, the way you use Bitcoin, you you are expressing yourself. Some people are people are expressing themselves through the way they manage their UTXOs, through the way that the UTXO set the subset. Uh, of these addresses um, that they control, they, that's how they express themselves. Some people are just extremely um, uh, focused on privacy and and not leaving a trace. And some people um, are, it's to the point where you've got markets um, that are blowing up and very controversial today, like ordinals, right? It's just a different way that people are managing their UTXOs and expressing themselves exactly. through the use of the protocol. Um, and I think we're finding or we're going to find that there are certain ways of, like I said, managing your UTXOs that are more efficient, more cheap, um, more controversial, uh, more more likely to, to draw people's attention to the you know activity that's going on. It's it's catching people's attention. And like as you said, it's peer-to-peer. -peer, so it's really just people communicating with each other um, using this technology in a way that is very high signal um, and it is very valuable. This communication style, if you are expressive, can be very lucrative and, and mm -hmm. very beneficial to you, you know and to I others. Is, is another level of that, which is a whole different kind of thing. It's like, 
to return to the meta picture about systems and tools, right? It's like, you know, what we have created today in our society is very efficient at creating many widgets, right? But most people have not thought or contemplated the question, like, does this actually make me happy, right? Like, we, we're able to, you know, purchase all these material goods and have all these, you know, fast cars, you know, big house, whatever it is. But do you feel connected with the people around you? Do you feel these like natural human things, which are like in your DNA and you can't escape? You know, you can't, no matter of money and material wealth is going to make you not feel like shit if no one loves you, right? Right. And so the whole idea of, of tools is the idea of like, if you are doing all those things you were saying about using it the way that you like to use it, you feel like you have agency, right? You, you are in control, you're living the life you want to live. You're in command of your thing, whereas like, the fiat system makes you feel like shit, like intentionally, right? And even if you are rich, you're on a hamster wheel and you know that you must remain on a hamster wheel to maintain that position, right? You know, whereas the idea with Bitcoin is that, you know, you may not be rich, but at least you are doing it the way that makes you feel internally good, right? You know, right. And I think, you know, anyone that has acquired any decent amount of material health realizes, of course, like having money is definitely good and definitely makes your life easier. That is not the ultimate answer, right? So I think it's that too of like that agency is understanding that like the point of existing is not simply to make or acquire more stuff. It's to like feel self-actualized, to feel good, to like express right. yourself. And like human beings need that. And if you don't have it, you feel like shit. And so Bitcoin gives you the ability to do that. And, and expressing yourself and being creative and expressing yourself through the creative process is, it's not just um, teaching the world, you know, about you and kind of showing that off. You're learning about yourself through that. And so mm, like exactly. learning how to express exactly. yourself and in, in, in learning about yourself enriches all the other experiences that you're going to have in the physical world. Like some people go, you know, to take their Instagram picture in Bali or on top of a mountain, not because that's what they enjoy. They don't even know that that they, they, if they did like mountains or not, they're just there to kind of put that you know, get that picture instead of because they saw you know, someone else did it, right? They are as well. It's the other thing, you know. They're they're trying to learn about themselves or find truth, I guess, ultimately from external um, external sources, and it's you know expressing yourself or just using Bitcoin kind of can teach you to start thinking more inward and, and kind of reasoning mm. about the world around you and using that responsibility as yeah. well. The way you interact think, yeah. with the world and discovering truth uh, from 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 within, not from without. Yeah, I mean, I think Good it's point. like it, it, that. That really um, encapsulates and, and, and covers through well what I briefly talked on about, like the idea of like a guitar versus a recipe. I think that a really good one to to kind of relate it as well back to what you just said. Um, is like the idea of like warfare, right? Like in the past to be a, like a, a knight or a samurai or whatever it is, right? You had to learn, like to use a sword is not something you can figure out in like 30 minutes, right? You know, you've got to like learn how to really wield this thing over time. You must like, it's it's like an instrument. You've got to express yourself through it, right? Like, you know, the way this works for me, given my body shape, my temperament, all this kind of stuff is not is what's going to work for you. You've got to have your style, right? So to be able to beat someone else who's trying to beat you with their style, if you like, and that thing. But, you know, warfare today is like all built around that same idea of a system, right? You know, you have this reproducible boot camp that you put people through and you have these weapons that are as simple as possible and are as effective in killing as possible where you can give that to like a 12-year-old and, you know, in, in an hour, he can 
he's not going to be that competent in a shot or anything, but he can like kill people much more efficiently. The samurai warrior can, right? Which works when you see it as like our job is to kill people and to like you know do whatever. But you're not thinking about what is the society, the country, the the army that you're creating when your soldiers are these people, right? But when they are the people that must have learned to master this, these are people who are like, you know, they, they've gone through a process to master themselves to be able to be someone they can yeah. kill, right? Master and I think themselves. that's right. You know, it's, that was always like an important part of ancient societies, and it's again something which I think we've kind of lost touch with a little. Right. The other one of the connections to ancient society is. You know, there's a lot of things. Um, technology is ultimately a, a, a link back to everything that it was built upon. But I, I go back to martial arts uh, and jujitsu. The more you train, the more you learn about yourself. So the more you learn about your weaknesses, your your conditioning, your strength, your speed, uh, how you react in different situations. And the more you do that, the more humble you become. And then you got mm-hmm. like somebody. But you know, you mentioned giving like you know a 12 year old a sword with an a certain amount of time he can kill people but he can also uh, have a lot of arrogance or uh, too much confidence it's like somebody who shows up to two jujitsu classes and they start picking a fight at a bar because they you know i, I know jujitsu i've got this tool that uh, will will help me but if you don't take the time to master it like you can end up in a worse situation thinking that you were going in with with a, a sharper tool mm-hmm. or a better tool and i think a lot of people do that um you know Bitcoin, fuck you, Bitcoin money, you know, censorship resistance. But if you don't know how to use it, right, you're, you are the state, uh, the FBI, the feds, the spooks, um, they may be an enemy of Bitcoin in some sense, but they're also users. And if they know how to use it better than you, they'll use it against you. I, I mean, I think culturally as well, I mean, I, I'm not sure if anyone is thinking about it on this kind of like philosophical level but i mean to me this seems very clearly like what the plan is with this in terms of like um to return to the metaphor of like that sword versus the gun right um you know um people talk about like you know this the sovereign individual like bitcoins like gunpowder and stuff like that and i think that's there's a metaphor to remember and a lot of people don't think about it this way in terms of what i just described as a result of a new technology that was not culturally integrated in the same fashion that you know, these technologies have been around for thousands of years had the times to be. And so the risk that we run with Bitcoin is just like with gunpowder that, you know, people don't culturally understand what it is and its ability to change and the way it changes the world. And that what we create is something, a nightmare, like what I just described of like, it's the transition of uh, technology changing the world and transitioning warfare to this new system had some pretty negative side effects, I think, in, in my mind as well, right? You know, I mean, it's, you couldn't have wars on the scale that we have if we were still using sticks and, and swords and things right. like that. And, you know, so some craziness has come out of that, like, cultural immaturity about a new tool. And I think that's the biggest risk about Bitcoin is, um, you know, this is a whole other fucking two-hour conversation about right, what this right. means. But, you know, like, to, to speak to what you just said, like, people think, oh, it's all, like, Bitcoin fixes everything and... But also, I'm just here to get the money, and I'm measuring it fiat terms. And they don't understand like that. This is actually a totally new paradigm, and you need to reinvent the whole way you think about not just money, but many other things that flow from that. I think we're going to have some problems, right? Yeah, it's one of the biggest examples I like for this is you show someone new who doesn't really understand Bitcoin. You, you, you download the wallet, you know, they they open it, and you send them 
go to send them some coins or something. And they're like, oh, do I have to put in my email or like, don't I have to like scan my something? And they're like, they, they, the idea that this, there's no like account, there's no someone that you need to like satisfy to have right. access to money, right. like blows people's mind, right? They can't rock that because it's so culturally set in our ways. And if you look at how we design like Bitcoin businesses, they're often like banks because that's what's familiar to people, right? And you want to make the UX smooth, you want to make it intuitive. But I think there's a real risk there in terms of like um, you're letting the horse lead the cart or the cart lead the horse there in terms of like there's also our obligation as people who are further down this journey to like say to these people like you don't get it and I'm not going to make it easier for you because you need to change your mind, right? We need to come into this water. We're not going to make it simpler for you. You need to step up to the plate. We're not going to drop the, drop the ladder down. You need to take the step up. So, I mean, I think that's another right interesting side issue of that whole kind yeah, of talk to the uh, on the topic of fiat still um if you want to you know i'm not one of those people who's oh fuck the the etf i'm not contrarian but there's something to the i empathize with the people who you know do feel that way and i think maybe you know this is my opinion maybe you've got a different one but the I don't know, the anti-ETF, anti-BlackRock sentiment to me is just that if you don't really understand the value of Bitcoin and you're focused on the fiat price, that's deceiving, right? They control that. Ultimately, they control the fiat price and they'll use the fiat price running it up or down to get what they want and to manipulate people who, you know, really don't see value in it outside of number go up. And if you're just, you know, essentially abstracting your responsibility uh, to the system uh, to tell you the value and how to use it and when to use it, you're going to essentially be at the whims of whatever bureaucrat or whatever, you know, finger on the, the Ouija board that's kind of ghost or phantom moving the, the needle. You're going to be at the whims of that when you don't have to be. Mm. It's a psyop. Yeah, I mean, I, like I'm, I'm definitely one <laughs> Hundred percent so, hundred percent so. Uh, like I'm definitely one of these people that's you know like kind of more like the end cap, you know, like fuck the ETF, fuck all the corporate right. stuff, you know. Right. But at the same time, you know, I, I, we we both work at Swan Bitcoin, right? You know, I right. understand like I'm not someone who like thinks that these things that that ideal is some sold sort of pragmatism. Yeah, you must employ. <laughs> there you go. That's the opposite. We, we sold out. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But um, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, like these things are part and parcel of like. Not only are they part pass of like the journey, but it's also like Bitcoin's permissionless, right? If Breckluck wants to buy Bitcoin, who am I to stop them? I can't, right? You know, so so this was always going to happen, and I think right. it's naive to like to bang a thing on the table. It's something that you've got to make peace will happen eventually. It's yeah. just a question of like how do you negotiate this transition in the right way? And yeah, I mean, I think to my my risk, kind of as you were saying, how I see the risk, kind of as you were saying, it's um. To, to return to what I talked to you about responsibility is these people want the price exposure without the responsibility goes with self-custody. Right, this right. is the problem, as I see it, is right, right. You know, they want Bitcoin without all the hassle that goes with Bitcoin. They want Bitcoin to be easy, to be mech Bitcoin, you know, that comes with a nice happy meal with the the toy and the the Coke and the, you know, the the fries all packaged up right. And and that is not Bitcoin. That's just not the way it works. Like the response the value is the responsibility, right? right. They are they're part and parcel. You can't have one without the other. And unfortunately, I feel like this is kind of selling that to people. But I mean, this again, like this is always going to happen, right? You know, like sure. I think another inevitable one is some sort of 
Bitcoin cashy type event where like here is government Bitcoin, good Bitcoin, and this is the legal one. And you know, if you've got Bitcoin which hasn't made these changes that we made, and there are small changes, don't worry. You know, like if you use the real Bitcoin, then you're illegal or whatever. And like that's something where you know we as a community have got to choose the the not legal one. Um, and I hope it works out. But I mean, like this was always going to happen. It's such an obvious. You just think this stuff out. This is going to yeah. happen, and it's, um, it's so like the crying. It is silly. It's more yeah. thinking about like you're only this hurting is yourself we... by ignoring reality. And, and it's and the, and, and yeah. a number of reasonable people are going to choose the bad option. Yeah, and and you can't change that. But how do we kind of negotiate that as well as we can? The um, I forgot where I was going to go with that, but go ahead, Mike. Um. Well, I have a, Jesus Christ, I have so many things I wanted to like get to um, tonight because man, we we touched upon some really fun stuff. Um, I do have one question. Rigel, was there something that you wanted to talk to us about tonight? Well, did you have something on your mind that wasn't what we spoke about? I don't think so, but I'm willing to oh. talk about whatever, man. Yeah, so, that so. reminded me of my, uh, where I was going with that real quick. The, um, the people who, you know, that you talk about, they're just kind of in for maybe the fiat price, at least for now. Um, and they don't necessarily take the responsibility of Bitcoin. But, the, you know, do there that is not, there's more than just the consequences of, um, you know, being rugged by the state or whatever, or being rugged by BlackRock. Uh, there's, you know, on the protocol itself, people who, you know, they hear they need a, a hardware wallet, so they go out and they get a ledger and they're just, they're, they're DCAing every day. They think they're doing the right thing. They're they're buying bitcoin they're avoiding the volatility and now it's you know they've been dcaing for two years and they've got hundreds of utxos of, of small amounts and fees are going up on, on chain right and they're learning but you know hey my i'm just freeloading off trying to get this fiat number go up value out of this and now if i try to send bitcoin it's it's costing me an arm and a leg in fees and people are starting to get pissed and like if you don't understand it again that's how you can get bogged down in this you know oh, we're only gonna the only thing we're changing in the whole of Bitcoin is we're just going to add one more megabyte to the blocks. It's no big deal. You know, and you, you just have all these things like that. So to the point, I guess the segue to uh, the fees and the controversy and the ordinals, what do you, what is your response to ordinals as an attack on Bitcoin ordinals as spam or ordinals as revolutionary? How do you feel kind of about that? Because it's a definitely, you know, it wasn't just a one month phase. It's is starting to linger and it's starting to grow in popularity. And it's, I don't know if it's permanent, but it is a new, you know, it's a new event. It's the community's changing. I, I like, uh, I, I, I like really don't give a shit about all the at all. I'm not interested, you know, in the thing. They can do their thing, you know, but I just don't really care. But to me, I have like three things to say about all And like, one is like, um, you know, of course, fees were always going to go up, and there could have been all sorts of other nefarious kind of things. Like you could see this as an attack, right? And, and you should maybe perhaps view it as an attack in terms of like, well, someone was going to try and make Bitcoin unusable through fees. You know, there was a suggestion this happened in 2017, like Roger Burr was spamming the block, you know, blockchain to you know to um, to to make Bitcoin cashing more appealing or whatever. You know, whether that was true or not, who knows? But I mean, so, I mean, this was always going to happen. So I mean, I think if you like. You're you're unhappy or, or surprised by paying like six, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars for a Bitcoin transaction. Well, like what the fuck were you thinking? This is the first one. 
Um, you know, the second one is I think um, that uh, people there's this idea like Bitcoin is money, right? You know, people say Bitcoin is money, you know, Bitcoin is money. And I think they kind of jump the gun there a little in terms of like, I don't think that you can say that Bitcoin is money. I think that is still being determined. Um, and what we see very clearly now, if you take someone who's complaining about transaction fees and someone who's paying $6, this like ridiculously inefficient protocol where it's like encoded in a JSON, it's much more expensive than it needs to be. Well, that person clearly values the Bitcoin block space more than you do, and they have a more economically valuable way than you sending your um, $10, which you're paying $6 a fee on to make the transaction, right? So they have a really, I mean, I think objectively you could say better use for, for the Bitcoin blockchain. I mean, good luck. Some the ordinal for more money eventually, but you know, on the face of it, they have a better use, right? You know, And so, you know, Bitcoin... If you what it actually is is data, right? And you're paying money for the storage of data on the Bitcoin blockchain. Now, of course, that is a ledger which allows it to be money. But I think if you jump the gun and say the Bitcoin is money, you're missing like the factual reality of what this really means. And it is not possible that the value of like data which is stored forever on this immutable ledger um, has, you know, for example, imagine you really didn't like your ex-wife, you would pay a significant amount of money to say like she's a fucking whore on the blockchain forever, right? You know, that'd be worth paying a large sum of money, like more than you would pay on the feeds for it for yeah, a transaction right, to buy a coke right, or something, right? Right. So I mean I think you've got to view it from that lens of like I, I we're still figuring out what Bitcoin is. And I don't think you can just say it's money in this direct stop. It is more nebulous than that. And right. we'll more speak yeah, to that. When um, when when somebody donates a million or hundreds of thousands of dollars to a politician, right? Instead of putting it uh, in something that pays interest or has a return, right? Like that's obviously on a, on the surface, you know, give somebody money for nothing, give some, you know, something that has a return, a rational explanation, but they obviously value whatever they're buying with that hundred thousand dollars more than they value, uh, you know, the interest that it can earn. And it's, you know, there's also a, a, a deep tradition of, of, art and money laundering. Um, but, you know, I think money laundering is probably a, a more valid use case for limited block space than, you know, buying coffee at Starbucks. Um, oh, absolutely. You know I mean? yeah, so Bitcoin's for avoiding, Bitcoin's for dodging taxes and not for like sending, buying things. I think it's like that to me, that's like, if that, if we can't do that, what's the point of Bitcoin? Right, right? exactly. So, so, so it's, I you agree. Know, ab ab absent of fee, you know, absent demand for block space, you know, Bitcoin can be used for um, private sovereign, you know, transactions for donuts and, and, and coffee. And it still can be with, with high demand if that's what you really value. If you really value privacy, sovereignty, peer-to-peer -peer, um, uh, spending for something as simple as a cup of coffee, uh, it's always available to you if you have the, the money to pay the, in the fees and all that extra. Um, but if you don't, it's, you gotta, it forces you to reevaluate your, how you feel about sovereignty, privacy, and uh, censorship resistance because those things come at a cost. And occasionally, it's going to be a, a very tangible uh, cost in, in terms of fees. Mm -hmm. I mean, the third one point I was going to say was, I mean, the, I don't believe that there is such, such a thing as spam or on Bitcoin. It doesn't exist, right? right? right. Pay the valid transaction, pay the fee, that's it. No, no, there's no, no other, nothing else to be said. 
But I mean, I mean, I think when it comes to ordinals, if you really look at it, like Bitcoin's not the best structure to do what they're trying to do there, right? In terms of like, do you really need all the security for for an NFT? No, right? You know, are there blockchains which have less security but are like probably better architecturally designed for this use case? Yes. So I think it's like somewhat inevitable that it goes to some other Ethereum. What you know, the millions right, of other right. things. I mean, could, I mean, OpenSea is like. You know, like it's just really a fucking website you know it's like an excel spreadsheet that shows you a jpeg based on a hash value right you don't actually have like a jpeg on the blockchain so i mean right that right there i think shows you know how much people really care about security with nfts versus just like you know trading and and doing stupid shit with uh, speculating on stupid silly pictures you know but but again like who knows you know like man maybe what i've said is not what it will play out in the long term and again you're not going to know until the market figures it out and 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 uh that's what it is and and again you know, like i was saying with the example about the ex-wife you know there is some value to i mean this is really if you look at it from a purely monetary perspective this is just graffiti right it's like someone scrawling bad shit on the side of a building right you know that that shouldn't be there but you know there's a power in graffiti and there's like something cool about graffiti you know, particularly but has a statement behind it so i think i don't think this will ever go away you know like i mean opera terms have been around forever and they will always be a thing because someone wants to be so fucking cool they could put a message on the bitcoin blockchain and able that one day that will cost you ten thousand dollars but that'd be like like a marketing thing which some big company pays to be cool enough to like put a message on bitcoin blockchain so right like if you, you can do it people do it if you draw you know with a permanent marker a, a giant dick and balls on a 20 dollar bill right they can just take that out of circulation and throw it away but if you really want to pay to permanently draw some dick and balls on, on you know a piece of money that's going to be around for or a sat or whatever that's going to be around forever you know or utxo you know that's that's a statement it's pretty boiler to do on a hundred dollar bill too, right? You know what yeah, I mean? Right. So I mean, I think like if you can't understand that, you you kind of, you know, you, you need to go and examine the yeah. It's just that classic stuff in Bitcoin space, right? Like you know, pretty like poor economics. People are using these like kind of childish models to understand the stuff. When I mean, oh, like yeah. some of them are cool, and I would like the world yeah. to be that simple, but really the world is not that simple. And, yeah, can get cancelled yeah, for that one, sure, but. The, that visual you just pointed out was priceless. This, this, this hundred dollar bill with a, was a giant dick drawn on it. <laughs> yeah. It's, this, you can see this dude just drawing a dick. All over, all over like, fuck this currency. Like, yeah. Just, and yeah. maybe less than, maybe less than the dollar bill, but you know, some people are just will pay a premium to be able to, deface a monument something that somebody else really thinks is sacred right like some there's some people out there they they're online well, yeah, and they're bitching about ordinals, like this is, is you've seen Madex is one of these right he's got this whole series now oh yeah like yeah yeah he painting was on... stuff on these like i think i think they're some of them are a hundred dollars i think and you know, some of them are less denominations but i mean i'm sure he's selling them for more than a hundred bucks and so like that's a good trade right you know if you can fool someone into paying more than a hundred dollars for a hundred dollar bill it's i mean like Right, right. You got great business, right? You know, and also, yeah, like I said, like some people just get, they're they're online and they're talking about, uh, you know, Bitcoin. This is the sacred, divine technology, and you're defacing it with your graffiti and your 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 potatoes and your rock JPEGs. And some people they don't care about actually trade. They they just they're making it just to piss other people off. There's like there's value in just getting under other people's skin, and it's a great way to do it. 
right now. Yeah, and, and and I mean, like these are all very common behaviors in the yeah. past with religion exactly. too, right? You know, we yeah. had like these breakaway cults or people perhaps getting all carried away with the, the sacredness or the right. importance of certain things, right? So, you know, again, I think it's like if, very, very understandable through the lens of yeah. like religious if, behaviors. Ex- I was going to say, if nothing else, it is a... Uh, it's the the critics and the um, just the people to remind you it's just a tool. You don't have to you don't have to get that that deep. Always people that have less than point one Bitcoin. Yeah, these yeah. guys I think as well. It's like it's sure sign, sure sign. Anyway, Rigel, what what are you feeling? You want to keep going? Yeah, whatever, yeah. man. Yeah, Mike, go ahead and ask, ask some of your questions. I'm not sure what your uh, what your, your total length in mind is, but I actually don't know how you got to be. I mean, I wrote down so many damn go. things for tonight. Yeah. Go for it, um, man. Hit me. Okay, one was something I've been thinking about recently was this life of Jesus. And the life of Jesus was happening at a time, and there were people existing in that time that didn't understand what we understand about the life of Jesus today, right? How so? What? Like, like the context or? Like it's an entire story. It was written, like the people of those times that were in, doing those things and interacting, they, it's not like they were... Uh, they didn't understand, like, oh, we're going to be a part of a religion, and we're going to be right, right, right. Book the, the future significance of these actions. There you go. Kind of. So I'm curious. Is <clears throat> what I'm curious about is what what will be taken out of today and extrapolated well, into Satoshi's apostles. Yeah, I mean, like, I, dude, I I'm fucking so surprised there's not a Netflix series about. I mean, you could have had six series about all the crazy shit that's happened, like in the wider cryptocurrency space, then by now, and let alone what's going to happen, yeah, in the next couple of years, right? You know, so I'm, I'm super surprised that no one has done that. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, like I when you when you say that, it makes me think about like when I first got Bitcoin, yeah, it was around two hundred ish dollars at the end of 2014, and that was after Mount Gox, and you know, things looked very kind of bad, and I was thinking at the time, like maybe one day. Five years, ten years, this will be worth a thousand dollars again. And of course, what has happened since then makes you realize, like you look back like that, and you look back like, wow, you know, that was just some pretty formative years. I wish I could go back and tell myself what I know now, you know. Right. But you didn't realize the importance of like, you know, like when I first got into Bitcoin and started buying it, right? You know, it's kind of like, oh, this is interesting, but you know, realize like this is by far the most significant event of like all the you know, dominoes that fell off that one thing, like by far the most significant event I've done my life. And I've done some kind of cool crazy shit, but like nothing has had that that flow on effect of like simply getting into Bitcoin and buying it. So I mean, you know, I think there is definitely something to that idea. But I mean, um um what what that makes me think about when you say that question is something which I think uh, is like maybe terrible about that kind of thing too, of like of you know, we are living in some pretty important times. And sometimes you're like, oh, you know, it's just a job or, you know, like, oh, don't take it so seriously or whatever. But, you know, I really do think like, you know, what, you know, I mean, like we all 
work at a you know, relatively significant company, at least at this point in time, who knows like what, what happens in the future or whatever, but you know, like the choices that we make and things that we do, like, uh, probably going to be some, some things written about that, right. You know, people are going to know about the things we do. And so I think it's like another reason why, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sidetrack this and hijack it onto Malay, uh, okay. talk about that. Let's do it. Um, uh, so you may have seen, I posted a, a somewhat controversial uh, shit post after the uh, election of uh, Javier Millet. He said, uh, and, quote, um, uh, he's not going to fuck you. He's not going to fuck you. <laughs> he's not going to make Bitcoin legal tender you status cucks. Um, now what I was really kind of, well, what kind of drove that, I guess for me is, is more the idea of, well, I'm for a start, like, well, I guess this kind of ties to salt. Like, there's nothing he said at all to say that he is going to. Right. Like, I, I the think only so. thing about Bitcoin at all he said is one throwaway comment or talk, uh, talk for like two minutes about Bitcoin in the context of like why state manipulation money is a stupid thing. And so Bitcoin came about and we have private money because of all the fuckery that goes on things. And so one statement and people like extrapolate, oh, this guy is going to legalize, make Bitcoin legal tender. Now, for a start, based on his own statements and his own thing, like he's a guy that doesn't believe in the concepts of legal tender. So, so what I said, I think is, and I've got zero doubts. I'm going to be, I see like a few, you know, you can see now people that bookmark it and I'm like, ah, oh, these guys going to be like trying to get me with, when he, when they oh, think yeah, he's yeah. going to like make it legal tender. I'm like, no way, buddy. He's not going to make it legal. Even if he like makes it acceptable, he's not going to make it legal, legal tender. Cause that's like outside of his right kind of philosophy. Right. But what I was getting at with all this is like, um, man, that the amount of people that like jump on are like, I mean, he's, he's currently, he's not like, I mean, seems like a little emotionally unstable, but like his general like statements and yeah. his, general, well, his general policies are like kind of cool, right? You know, oh, like yeah. I, I like him, like, like I'm, I seem through the same lanes. Well, he's definitely better than Trump, but like, yeah. I'm it not is. a Trump fan, but I like Trump because he's just like, it just shows you how cloud world this whole fucking politics is, right? Like the emperor has no clothes, very obviously, right? Like, you, know, you can see like this guy's present while like shit is not fucking the way they present it to be right and so i like it like that but i mean generally like seems to have some cool statements but you know i'm, I'm kind of pardon me for being skeptical of politicians living up to everything they say you know but um but uh, more that like people jump on this dude's bandwagon instantly because he made one throwaway comment about bitcoin and i'm just kind of like make do better man like demand more of the people that you support right. it's and what you ask a politician don't be like oh you made one throwaway comment so yeah you, you know you're cool like and we should be like i don't know dude you've like said this one thing about like the utxo size in one interview so um no i don't think yeah, yeah it, it's, maybe we need to be like that it's, it's nice i think you know? it's the people use the word simp right because like a simp is an insecure dude who is just kind of this fake niceness and just kind of a yup like a puppy following some like a girl around hoping that she throws him a bone that she fucks him and it's if you bitcoin people bitcoiners are so cocky so arrogant fuck you fuck the state we're separating money and all it takes is a politician to just utter the word bitcoin and they're they're just they're eating it up it's like oh my god govern me harder daddy and it's it, it, it's kind of a weird situation with, with malay because you know if if he's I mean, not I, a crazy cackpot populist who gets nothing done and fucks everybody over, he his policies, like you said, he's he doesn't believe in legal tender. He he abolished like the you know some government uh, or he's 
scheduled some to be abolished already. It's some of his policies and, and ideology. It seems pretty good. Like it might be pretty cool, but it's not. Yeah, it's it has really had nothing to do with Bitcoin. It has nothing to do with Bitcoin. Right? In, right. Yeah. I mean, I you could, it's not possible. I could see the dude like certainly being pro it, but yeah, he's not yeah, yeah. like legal tender, which it's not is like priority. the only thing I was yeah. like trying to, you know, get at the ridiculousness sure. of that. But I mean, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the other thing I think about that is like the same thing with, um, with, um, Calais is like, I think the whole idea of like, you know, there's people that like move to El Salvador because of the legal tender law, right? You know, and I, I can get that like if you're a business, right? You know, there's obviously tax advantages and, and perhaps accounting advantages until you deal with, Latin American bureaucracy, of course, but but in theory, at least, you know, there are those advantages why that would make sense. But I think as an individual, if you base your decisions on Bitcoin based on the decisions of what government says is allowed, I think you're you're kind of missing the whole thing of this, right? Then I'm like I mean many other reasons you might choose to move to El Salvador, but like if you go in there because they said it's cool. Then, like you're you're kind of playing to their to their tune, right? You know, rather the whole idea of like if you look at Argentina before this whole election, like to be honest, it's not very Bitcoin heavy. It's more like Tether and shit like that. But but people were using cryptocurrencies, if you put it that way, um, quite a lot, and it was like it was illegal tender. But you didn't need some guy to say, "Hey guys, right. you're allowed to do this now." Like this is and this is if you understand Bitcoin, that's the way that it will happen if it really works it's like people start using it and they don't care if the government says if it's legal or not they just use it because it's the best money right so i think like you know that whole thing of like like saying government had it dirty you know save me politician like looking to them as like being the the route to changing it it's part of the thing you know like i you know i don't want to like come across like it's not important you know and there's something psychological and you know kind of um uh, like it's, it's, it's a it's a a, a, a symbolic element to it of like you know like when someone makes it legal or, or says pro of course you know there's that but sometimes like i think it's like the the uh and the interest and the the focus on that is like a little misaligned yeah i think i would sum it up by saying that um you know in both the el salvador and then like the hope for argentina is there's nothing wrong with bitcoin growth but it's 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 an example of if you're doing it because the you know the government says so or because a politician says so, you're again deferring to a system instead of taking personal responsibility for for your life. Again, like I yeah. I, I give that for a business that makes sense, right? right? Exactly. Like you kind of you're under the thumb, sure. Anyway, unless you're going to like do something illegal, but you're under the thumb anyway. So yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, but totally. Otherwise, personally, I don't know, but. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's um, it's kind of yeah. Here's here's the other part of it to to not nicely bring back to the religious thing, right? It's like um, you know, I think people, I kind of split all this, man. I don't know. I'm interested to hear what like you guys felt. Do you think like the Jehovah's Witness Bitcoiner is like uh, more of a boon or a or a bane, right? Like yeah. you guys, you know, are so punishy and like trying to orange pill everyone. Which yeah. no doubt drives some people fucking nuts and like kind of gives Bitcoin as like a bad name for certain people. Like, do you think that is bad? Yeah. I mean, I can obviously see when I said it, it's bad, but also like there's a thing of like if you're just so punishing with that, like you're so annoying, there's sometimes the annoying thing wins, right? You know, right. So. It's, it's the, yeah, yeah, the intransigent minority stuff. I think uh, it's, it's depends. Uh, you have those people, it's almost like the, they're trying to sell the Ponzi schemes or the multi-level marketing. 
and you're just like you get the message from them on online or a text and you're just like oh god stay away they're they're gonna uh, proselytize this to me um i think there's better ways to go about it uh i think it's better to try to pay somebody for their services or their labor because when you do it that way it's you're showing them you're not trying to convince them to buy something there's no pressure that this is going to go up they're going to make money it's just you have a service or a product i'm willing to pay you with this and then they take it they see that it works and it's they do whatever they want with it but when you're trying to sell them something there's just like this there's this level of dishonesty or like you're just trying to pump your bags but they're not you're not really t- assuming any risk for it uh you're just you know and then they're like what do i do with it do i hold it when do i sell it it's it's just a different situation but it's also if it just if there's so many of these people and they're it keeps increasing in value and it's just so in, you know ubiquitous that i think ultimately it doesn't become something that's harmful uh or you know like it's not a negative but it would it probably turns people off sometimes for at least the short term i had to say but i mean the reason i bring that up is i think that's the other risk i see with the sysmalay stuff of like you know like so i'm in a few like uh, just like latin american expat type um telegram channels yeah. with a lot of people who like generally you know they have some crypto of some description and they're aware of it but like a lot of them are not very well informed or about stuff and a lot of things that, like you and I take for granted you realize oh shit these guys you know, right. don't know or don't get it or whatever and like um, you know you definitely get the impression that like Bitcoin has come across as disingenuous or like the the, the boy that cried wolf where like um, you know they're, they're, they're saying like oh this guy's going to legalize Bitcoin and people are like saying I don't see this this doesn't seem right, right. these are particularly people who like know a little bit about argentina right. and malay and stuff you know because they're interested geographically in the area and here are these like oh these bitcoin guys again trying to you know and and you know how negative that like of just trying to jump on any little thing yeah which i think to most people is obviously like no this is disingenuous yeah. right like it's, it's like what what the effect of that is i guess it runs the risk of being kind of thought of as almost like like the vegans not that there's anything wrong with the vegan diet if that's for you that's for you but it's just one of those when you meet somebody like oh they're going to talk about this all day they're going to judge me for what i eat they're going to judge me because i use fiat on this dirty you know whatever uh using the state money it's just maybe you just you you become that like annoying subgroup that people will avoid but i think my ultimate uh point with this was it, it it again ties back to the religious thing like in christianity there's this um concept of a testimony like if you are known to be a christian right like you have to live by certain standards and live up to the high standards that you say christianity uh uh, holds people to so if you're going to preach all of this uh if you're going to be such a a arrogant prick to at family for thanksgiving this week and, and you're telling everybody i told you so if you don't if your life doesn't match up to what you're saying living on the bitcoin standard so to speak uh will will equate to in your if you you can't show that in your own life why would anybody want their their country to adopt the bitcoin standard well here's where i think this is different though in the world that we live in today is social media so there's a lot of people i think like who like want to go like hey i just orange pilled this restaurant you know whatever and like they don't fucking care and then they're like man this guy gave this like i just like cd i'll take it to get him out of the restaurant whatever you know and you know that doesn't really help the cause i think like there's a way to 
the orange pill people or a restaurant or something that, that does it. But I think a lot of these people are more interested in optics and likes oh, on yeah. Twitter yeah. than actually like, you know, the altruistic actions in the, in the interest of Bitcoin. And I think that's kind of where I see is like, to, to me, this is like to come back to the whole technology thing as well. This is where I think it's like the most fucking ridiculous thing in the world that we like pretty much base our community on Twitter <laughs> that is designed to like make people fight each other like put ants in it down and shake them and like discourage, you know, helpful, intelligent discourse for the people that yell the loudest and say the stupidest sensationalist shit. Right. And so, you know, we are kind of like letting ourselves be led by like this ridiculous algorithm, which when you think about it is fucking insane and like totally against the whole ethos of what Bitcoin is, you know, which is kind of why Nostra is, is a cool, cool kind of thing. But I mean, I, I feel like that's, that's, uh, an issue that no one talks about, which is kind of why I want to speak about the stuff at this conference or these conferences is to like you draw on this particular issue as well as like, you know, if you're not designing the technology like you are with Bitcoin and have agency, then like basically someone else is deciding your destiny. Mm-hmm. And um, and I feel like that's a big negative influence in Bitcoin in terms of like people are like, yeah, but it gets views, it gets clicks, it gets likes. But I mean, I think, this is one thing where I th- I'm very confident that like the downside of this kind of, I, I'm not sure if it totally outweighs the, up, the, the upside, but like it has a very yeah. significant downside to yeah. it that we are going to like, we're digging ourselves into a hole quite yeah. seriously with this. I guess and we really kind of already kind of, you know? Yeah. I guess I'd, I'd probably wrap up with saying like, even when it comes down to, if you don't have control over yourself, then these other people, the algorithm, the the trolls they will end up being in control of of your destiny because you'll be so beholden to their opinion so beholden to the the dopamine rush of getting enough likes or not getting ratioed for your take on, on social media so it's it's a constant battle to basically control yourself you can control your destiny indeed profound very profound oh yeah man rigel that was that was a good talk. I, I really enjoyed this one. I want to um, likewise. likewise. Uh, I want to do another one. Like I want, I want like a Rigel series, or like a regular <laughs> Rigel. I need to grow you know my I mean? ponytail out for that. I think you know. Yeah. Get yeah. some loafers. <laughs> cool man. Um, I guess I'll, uh, I'll cut. Thanks again for listening to the High Hash Rate podcast. You can find us on Twitter at High Hash Rate. Or you can hit up Dan at Heartland Bitcoin, H-R-T-L-N-D Bitcoin, or myself, Mike, at Run Dance Bitcoin. That's all one word, Run Dance Bitcoin. If you're a fellow pleb or you just want to shoot the shit with two high Bitcoiners, reach out to us. Holy Toledo!